It's another episode of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. Let's introduce them real quick before we get going. Over in Glendale, my buddy, who always keeps it regal, Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Grabby? My name is Stevie G, and I'm a certified G and a bona fide (laughs) stud. And you can't teach that. 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 Boom, nice. realest guy in the room. How you doing? <laughs> Very nice, dude. Well I executed. I never saw that coming. <laughs> Excellent. Let's go down to Bayview and uh, talk to my boy, someone who stays freshly squeezed, Mr. Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? Let me burn. I mean, in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Ouch. Big time. That's very creative. I, I give you points for creativity. Staying down in Bayview. Oh, my God! It's Charlie Michael. <laughs> Woo! You don't got to like it, but you better learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, it gets me fired Woo! up every time, dude. I love it, dude. If only Excellent. this was a video podcast. Joey, I, I was watching an old Joey Styles match last last night, and you do Joey Styles just as good as Joey, dude. Oh, man. You got the nice. opening ad down good. Wait, Joey well, Styles gotta... wrestled? No, he's just <laughs> announcing. No, the announcing. Oh, okay. I'm I was like... watching. I should say I was watching ECW. Watching ECW. Well, that's a compliment. I got to keep up with you guys who always bring it every week with the um... – the awesome impersonations and promo cuts. No, that wasn't an impersonation. I'm actually a certified G. A G. No, that and is you true. you can't teach that. You guys Most are definitely. soft. Soft. Yeah. I was trying to think of the other name. Soft. Yeah. That's W-A-F-T. <laughs> I think that spells soft. But I'll go I think with that spells soft. To, to, yeah. was, it, was it S-W-A-W-F-T? Soft. Yeah. They're good though, man. They were, plus we're talking, so good. Plus though, we're dude. talking about like a team that was in the, like like what four years ago. <laughs> but dude, you go back and watch that pop they got that. They, oh my out. god, it was they insane. were well, I yeah, I mean they um especially in NXT, but then in the yep. early stages of the main they roster first, they were. Oh, they fired. first came out after WrestleMania that night. I just insane. remember, I just remember it was the ultimate case of like, so I mean. I got super into NXT when the network started. I think shortly thereafter they got going. And for months I despised them. And I'm like, I don't really? understand why people like them. This is so <laughs> stupid. But then no, but people. then all of a sudden, like overnight once I'm like, oh my God, I just I, I'm just gonna embrace this. This is they were so hilarious. entertaining. They were dude. so They're entertaining. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, horrible wrestlers, but yeah, just so entertaining. But the, the, they, they won me just over. Just to talk, gift the gab, dude. Steve, I don't know if you went to the NXT show in Milwaukee where Enzo. I went Cassidy. to all of them. He's okay, with everyone, I think. Okay, because yeah. I remember the first, the first the first show I went to, uh, Enzo and Cass opened the show, and they were the Dang. first team to come out. Yes, I just was going nuts. Like yes. I, I watched them on the network. I was already a huge fan, and when they opened the show, Before they got was, over. That's this cool. is the best just show of my great. life. Yeah, yeah. And they actually went up against um, the revival. For the tag, oh, that's right. oh man, tag yeah. that would have been good. Dude, when dude. I think when I think of the people I saw come through Milwaukee, the first show had like Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, uh, I mean Baron Corbin. Um, oh, how could you forget him? Champa, um, Kevin Owens. Trying to, yeah, Kevin Owens yeah, made yeah, a surprise yeah, appearance. But, up, yeah. Oh, Bailey. Um, yep. It's like each passing show, like the next show, like the next time they came to Milwaukee, the ones from the last one were on the main roster. But yep, right. man, mm-hmm. NXT in Milwaukee is just so freaking good. So Seriously, the best, the best set of shows I've ever seen. I really yes. hope they start touring again someday mm-hmm. and come back and do shows here in Milwaukee again because those were my favorite pro wrestling shows to go to. And what's great is it's in a venue that's what two hundred people tops. Yes, 
Well, I just nothing. Yeah. I'll n- that first time I went, and funny enough, I mean, I like the second time and on, I went with guys like Charlie and Corey and Alan and you guys. But um, that first show, I took my dad, and he is not nice. He doesn't get out much, and it was like literally months before he had a stroke. So like he would, he, like he wouldn't be like it was like a moment in time. It was like the last wrestling show he got to attend, and he was not like because that place was not what either of us expected. It was packed. It was small and he was a little uncomfortable at first but we had a blast and I remember he was giving me shit because I bought a uh, Finn Balor shirt but I almost bought a Bailey shirt Oh God! And then uh, no, just as a but but uh, no, I but I but if I would have bought the Bailey shirt, she came by and like she hugged the guy in front of me. I would have gotten a hug from Bailey for sure. So it's like my dad was giving me crap about that. You should have bought the Bailey shirt. Yeah, for the listeners, we're talking about Turner Hall Ballroom, probably one of the most fun places to watch a wrestling uh, event in Milwaukee. It's a. it, It almost reminds you of remember Raw's. Uh, initial theater, uh, Monday Night Raw, WWF. Oh, yeah. Yes. Kind of has the balconies and kind of got a vintage look to it. Turner Hall's kind of like that, but even yep. a little smaller. But, yeah, they That's pack them wrestling. in. Yep. It's gets loud. Yeah, it's very cool. It's right up there with the rave in Milwaukee, which yep. you would go to if you were Charlie around the year 2000. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that, was a hot, that was hot. It's a little bit bigger. It was hot there. Do you remember how much you paid f- for a ticket to that, Charlie? I can't remember, dude. It was uh, like twenty probably bucks. Probably twenty, forty bucks. Ah, twenty, thirty bucks. Probably it wasn't that much. Yeah. For for yeah, those of good. our listeners, by the way, who if you're just starting to listen to this podcast for the first time, what we're talking about is back in the day, meaning around 2000, Charlie yeah, was really into ECW now, at the time yeah. and went to ECW Hardcore Heaven here in Milwaukee, which was at the Rave and was actually really close to getting uh, splashed by New Jack at one point during the show. <laughs> the hardest <laughs> he went through, New Jack set up two tables on a guy on top of each other and the guy, he jumped off the, jumped off the balcony through the tables on the guy. It was the hardest thud I've ever heard oh, around yeah. head. It was so, I was like, holy Solid. shit. Solid wood so, floor. Yeah, there was nothing breaking that fall, dude. Oh, oh yeah, it was. It's like a fifteen foot drop at least. Oh yeah, at least it might be fifteen, seventeen to twenty. I bet. Yeah, it's up there, dude. It's up there. Yeah. Well, you know who was up there this weekend on TLC? Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. We actually kind of hinted like, hey, what the hell's going on with TLC this weekend? Nobody knew really jack shit what was on the card. But we tuned in, and you know what, boys? It wasn't that bad. I thought there was a lot of good spots. There was a lot of bad spots, of course. I mean, it is the WWE main roster show. But, um, yeah, I thought one match that kind of stood out was uh, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns did uh, retain the title after um, interference. Surprise. Really? Yeah. I'm shocked. He did. (laughs) Really? He kept the title? He won. Well, well, I lost there was money some on good, that one. There ah. was some good false. Uh, I there were some moments I thought they were going to give it to old Kevo. At no point did I think he was <laughs> losing that belt. Somebody, of a guy, one of the wrestling groups, goes, "What's the percentage you think he's going to li- win that?" Or that that um, Steen can win that point zero point zero. <laughs> and I'm happy. Not, I'm happy that I'm happy that Miz blew it with his. Uh, Completely yeah, boring did. money in the bank. Oh my god! Yeah, like I think that last four or five money in the banks. I can't remember the stat, but they haven't cashed them in for the title. And it's for a, a while there, it was joke. like a sure it's thing. It's a waste now. Yeah, it's a waste. It used they, to be like they, like the excitement yeah. was that it's like yeah. okay, this dude's gonna win the title next. Yep. Yeah. And then yep. I think Sandow was one of the first to not do it. Not and then, to, uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they've killed that. They've killed that interesting thing kind of off. Well, honestly, well, though, I mean. <sighs> At least I feel this way. If the Miz had won the title, I would have. I, I'd completely stop watching. I just, I could never take him as a champion. Like I, I've heard before. I started watching. He was a champion at one point, yeah. but realistically, I can't see that today. So they've, they've you know, let him. him but you could let him cash it and take it off of him. But you have to do some su- surprising. They could give it to him on Sunday, take it off on Monday. They've done that before. And when, when they were doing some original booking and the show was interesting, 
but they won't do that now. Well, and what was the point? Of, I mean, okay, if the, the end result of this was Miz to just unmemorably lose it, like, why didn't they just keep it on Otis? I mean, like, yeah, exactly. Like, what was like, the whole point? Like, yeah, the whole point of taking them, yeah. it off of Otis. Yeah, you're right. Like, actually, I presume yeah. they would have done something good with it, but they did not. We know how Vince. Well, you yeah, know how Vince exactly feels right. about it's... fat guys. Yeah, he won't. He won't give a, a fat guy a day in the sun at all. Yeah, I think no. honestly, like the reason for putting it on Otis initially was nobody saw it coming. It was totally yeah. Yeah. Well, then go, then follow through with it. You know, exactly. Yeah. Just make him right. lose it. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, the way it got on The Miz was kind of ridiculous. I, You know, Charlie made a really good point about the last how, however many cash-ins haven't been successful or even for the title. So yeah. what is the point of the briefcase at this point? I don't know. I think it was really interesting to see The Miz cash it in. I honestly thought he was going to win the title when he came down to the ring because you see on the outside of the oh, ring, yeah. by the way, I realize we're getting way off track of Roman Reigns versus KO, but we'll get well, back to is, it. Yeah, we'll get back, get back to it. it. Yeah, this so is good. It, this match, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, WWE title. We see AJ Styles down on the outside of the ring. Drew McIntyre's all beat up on the inside. Miz comes down, goes for the opportunity to cash in. I thought it was done. It, it was a perfect setup to it. And then we see Drew McIntyre fight him off. Uh, John Morrison gets bantered off by AJ Styles' security guard, who, by the way, is one of my new favorite characters in WWE. Even <laughs> he's though really he does stand there and just glare at people, but he's so good at it. He's ta- I saw him talking tonight. Have you heard him talk yet? I know. No, I don't think I have. I didn't hear him either. Yeah, he's, he was talking tonight. I was. You know, had... sorry, I have to apologize. I, I don't know why I brought up Miz during. The, like I got mixed up. Like he, he I, that he appeared in the wrong match. So anyway, that's what we went on this tangent because of me. But no, on. that's totally fine. <laughs> so just to kind of bring it back a little bit, first and foremost, this whole pay per view, I thought. If you listen to last week's episode of this podcast, I had completely forgotten there was a show. I didn't even know there was a show this weekend. I almost didn't watch the show this weekend. (laughs) But at the last second, I thought, you know what? What else is there to watch? I might as well give it a chance. This ended up being, quite honestly, probably my favorite TLC pay-per-view of the last four or five years. I thought overall each match was pretty good. And you don't see that a lot from WWE, especially nowadays. So... This was actually the match that started off the show. Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles. The Miz tries to cash in. John Morrison and AJ Styles' bodyguard get into a little bit of a stare down and end up wandering off. There's a lot of moments where you think The Miz is going to get the title. You think AJ Styles is going to get the title. They did a really good job keeping you guessing throughout this. And then at the end, you see Drew McIntyre win, who in my opinion was probably the right choice. So I think for kicking off the show, this was pretty well done. I don't know if this really buries the money in the bank briefcase anymore, but I thought it was an interesting way to kick off the show. It addressed a lot of storylines and kind of left a few openings for some additional ones too. I don't know. It's well, the good, big... I think it's a good way to start the show, but it's the, at no point that I think at no point that I think he was losing no point that I think, um, the whole show, McIntyre losing no point that I think Reigns were losing. I'm glad they switched the tag team belts and the women. And once I Charlotte came back, I knew they were winning. There's no, there's no element of surprise in the in these shows. That's that's the the wrestling quality is probably okay, pretty good, but it's not it's not my take. It is it's true. Too, I can't think of any match. There was no. I mean, there's okay, nothing. The title a, match, yeah. the tag team match, sorta. But other than that, everything else was predictable they took the black they took the black they took the tag teams off the belts of off one black team and gave it to another <laughs> back they gave it to the heel black team there was nothing now, i will say the freaking <laughs> the hurt business needed that belt a hell of a yeah long. yeah yeah that, that was they never win to, to hold that belt again and yet yeah they i was keep glad they, it back they got them. it off of them they could they could get it off of them for two, i don't understand years, the hot shotting the titles yeah yeah but that's my thing yeah i'll let you go mike sorry to cut you off but i just there's nothing no element of surprise yeah. Well, it might be because we're too good. We're too smart. That's why we have <laughs> our own be. podcast to, uh, you know, tell the people <laughs> and guide them through the landscape of wrestling Soon and soon to be award winning. Right. Um, but yeah, we spoiler alert. We uh, there was a lot of matches that we just covered <laughs> covered there. <laughs> we're all over the place. That's but, all right. um, it's the it's the it's the holiday season. Yeah, a little madness in the air. But yeah, I mean, I like the I, well. Honestly, remember when the big payoff for the Money in the Bank trade-off from Otis to 
Miz was Tucker turning on Otis. What I, is, yeah, what happened there? there? He's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, actually, what happened I there? I talked about that the other night. Okay, well, I don't Holy watch God. it, so I was going to ask you. No, I don't think you did know. anything with it. If you know, like, if you like, know. I forgot about that. That's, that's really that's sad. Their, that's their booking. Because I was really, I was excited that Tucker did that because I feel with Otis, his thing with Mandy, like Tucker just got written off the show and he didn't do anything wrong. Like the last time he had a major match was at Elimination Chamber and he didn't do, I mean, he did his job. He's like literally like Wardlow in WWE, (laughs) but Wardlow gets a little more respect than fucking Tucker does. A little, a lot more. (laughs) Oh <laughs> yeah. But, um, computer, man. Come on. But I, I thought when he did eventually <laughs> turn on Otis to ch- change the tide um of the money in the bank, they were actually gonna have a storyline with those guys again. I'm yeah, like, when they they even kind of just moved on. Did they even wrestle? Think... Nope. I have no clue. No, no, because no no, now Otis is with Gable, right? Yep. Shorty G. Well, uh, no, he's uh, back to Gable, I think, now, isn't he? No, he is back to Gable, yeah. Mike, you bring up a really good point because, Charlie, you were just talking about how all these matches on this card were predictable. Yep. I think that's part of it, but I think the bigger piece of it is who gives a shit what happens, right? Kind because, of, yeah. Because kind of like we were just talking about, Nothing. yeah, there was this amazing angle with Tucker and Otis, like, feuding Went with nowhere. Yep. And then it just, it was like it Slapped never it. happened the next week. Yeah. So all these matches we saw on the card, on the night, Great matches. I thought they were pretty good. But building up to it, like I said, I didn't even know there was a show happening, let alone give a shit about any of the matches. Yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't either. It's like the I didn't even know take over. I didn't even know Kevin Owens wanted to sit at the head of the table, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> exactly. It's Christmas time, man. Come on, everybody wants well, to be at the head because, of the table. Because that match, I mean, if I took a drink every time I heard at the head of the table. I would be fucked up till next Thursday. Oh, yeah. God. If I have to hear that anymore, like it's out of control. Well, what they're trying to do with somewhere. this. And Fair. it's TLC tables, ladders, and chairs. I thought a table would like, he would actually sit at the head of a, like a broken table with uh, Kevin Owens, like crippled. Talk about Ryan. a missed WWE gimmick. That's what I'm saying. I said it with Ice Train and Snowpiercer, too, on AEW. Ice Train, yeah. Snowpiercer. Wow. There's a deep cut. You you had something you wanted to say, right, Charlie, about the Roman oh, Reigns match? He's Yeah, I mean, it was an okay match, I guess. I know, I'm not a huge fan. I, I, knew, I knew they were going to dog Steen out, which was ridiculous. And usually the heel – usually if the heel gets the, – the, if the old book, WWE booking was – usually if the heel beats the guy up on Monday – He's going to win on Sunday for a pay-per-view, but, you know, it's Friday. So he beat him up on Friday, abused him, and he still won on Sunday. What they're doing, the Roman Reigns now, he 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 gets, over everybody, he gets on over everybody. He jumps everybody and gets on over on him. He's get, he, even though he's a heel, he's going to get to the point where the people are tired of him when they go back live. Watch. I guarantee it. Because he doesn't take any losses. He doesn't mm-hmm. take any anything. There's nothing against. He's just everything's Roman's world. He's, he's just a face now. So for when they ever try to turn him face that Vince wants to, it's not going to work at all. That's not going to work because fans are going to turn against him. That's just my prediction. They're, they already made that character, in my opinion, they've always already made that character stale because you know he's not going to lose. Yeah, yeah. At no I point. Agree. And he's doing I, he's doing a steel cage match with Owens on Friday night. I saw it's not for the title. Why? So he, he might he might lose, <laughs> but what does it matter? Right for you the know? head of the table. For the yeah, head exactly. of the goddamn table. Well, the I head said. of the table is gonna lose. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be yeah. Uh, I don't know what I don't know which way they go with that, but I think he holds on to it for till WrestleMania. Oh yeah, he's not. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So yeah, he's holding on to that belt. So it it. It's not. I don't think it's a title match. They're just having a cage match, which is stupid booking, in my opinion, if you do wrestling logic, because the feud should be, be over. He beat him in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Why does I he prolong him? it in a non-title match? Yeah, why is he wrestling him again? Well, on the Friday? reason the reason there's usually a cage in the past is to the keep man. people out. Yeah, exclude yeah. people out. But yeah. there was only Jay Uso at. At ringside, it's not like there's a pack of wolves out yeah. there. 
But so. that, I don't think they're wrestling for a title, so what does it matter now? Yeah. There's no stakes, so why do it? Yeah, you need you need to have some stakes, yeah, on the line. So yeah. I agree with Charlie. I think it, first of all, I agree with you about how they're booking Roman. Like, if he's not going to take any losses, yep. And what's the point? It, it's sort of like what they did with Brock Lesnar. The difference, though, with Brock Lesnar is he was an attraction, and yep. they always and Paul Heyman did such a good job of promoting him that you never knew if it might be the night that Brock loses, he would always win for like, yeah, it would make you look that. close. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But it would always be close. They would give you just enough where you'd have enough hope. You'd think it'd yep. happen. And then you'd like go maybe. on to the next match. Like, well, maybe yep. this will be the match. Whereas with Roman, you're getting matches with him. What on a weekly basis now. And yep. Heyman doesn't need to do anything except stand there. Roman yep. doesn't really have, anything special in terms of what he does in the ring that makes him stand out where you want to keep watching beyond a yep. certain point. So yep. I agree. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna, honestly, gonna burn this is, out on him. this is like Vince's wet dream though. Having oh, yeah. Roman Reigns be the most over with fake crowd noise. Yeah, exactly. Oh, People see, love him out there. See They're, cheering them. They're cheering him. Damn it. So, so obviously COVID is still lingering. So we don't even know what WrestleMania is going to look like this year. But do you think, I mean, there's rumors out there like, okay, let's say there's a crowd. Like if there's not a crowd, I don't think they're going to blow their wad on this. But if there's a crowd, are they, are they building towards Reigns Rock? I think so. Yeah. yeah. You know, this whole head of the family, head of the family, head of the family. Yeah. Well, naturally, the legend of the family has to come out and contest that. And I would oh. assume Reigns will beat him. But uh, they're not going to do – they're not going to bring the rock back for a freaking wall of uh, videos. They're going to do that for a real well, WrestleMania crowd. unless there's a new rock movie to promote and they stream it on the network right after WrestleMania. Too, Wouldn't the too, network be down downgrade for? Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> too big for that. He needs he's, he yeah. needs a network like I need a haircut. <laughs> for our listeners, Charlie's bald, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> very bald. Yeah, I think yeah. the rocks transcended the network. Yeah, I think oh, he's yeah. a little bit bigger than that right now. Absolutely. Well, well, well so he's going to go out there wearing XFL gear, if anything. Nice. Sorry. Yeah, there so, you go. That might be the only thing it needs to help it with yep it's like extra, i was just gonna add to your over. point um i yeah i totally can see the rock versus roman at wrestlemania and then the debut of san andreas 2 on hbo Max. <laughs> yeah i'm serious wow. i mean i think that's what they're gonna do for xfl they're gonna play like the latest rock movie after a uh, rough riders versus dragons <laughs> football game angry dragon. buy a ticket and you get a yeah you buy a ticket you see the latest movie <laughs> for free yeah jesus pretty yeah. much it's happening that's fair that's fair oh man you know who uh, was looking pretty fair though charlotte flair walking out as her new nose look great <laughs> did, it did. come on charlie yeah Sarcasm. she was looking fair i didn't say she looked great she needs i have to, to see uh, this i didn't see her uh new nose yeah, you know, job. it's too bad she didn't. She didn't get any hips. She should get the surgery, get some hips and ass on her. She's like <laughs> a twelve-year-old boy. Whoa! <laughs> Hot take. If you're into twelve-year-old boys, if we're truly going to criticize the work she had, which done, we're not, oh my God. I'll say <laughs> a different. I, I personally, I think it turned out fine. It was one of those. Yeah, her nose looks good. I, yeah. I looked at it. I was like, I feel like she got something done with her nose. But you know what? It doesn't look bad. It looks fine. No, so, she needed it. It's yeah. her old man's nose. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> well, it looked like she got a breast reduction too. Did she? I didn't. It looked like she. they Maybe got touched up. You know what? I think you're right because I was just kind of looking here, and it did look they she, they just rustled. You're right. It did look a little smaller. Well, remember when uh, she one of her breast implants broke on like her big title run, yep. and she had yeah. like mid match. I mean, how painful is that? Then they kept her on TV to like finish the story for like a month and a half leading up to must WrestleMania, wrestling with one. Po like botched Oops. not botched augmented breast that's got to be painful i mean oh, yeah. I, I i respect charlotte flair a lot actually i mean she's she's, she's good legit. at what she does she's outstanding yeah and definitely. she toughs it out she takes big bumps 
I mean, she she gets a lot of um, talk to me in a talk to me in two months when they keep shoving her down your throat too. Because see, this is the yeah, it's like she she she's she, getting, is, she she is yep. to me one of the most talented women in wrestling. Period. However, this is my ongoing However. issue with what they've done with her, yep. Sasha, Bailey, Becky. Yep. We'll leave it at that. Like. They hot shot of the title back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like now it's to the point where we all know Charlotte's really good, but like what else is like? It just feels like the characters like there's nothing left for her. Yeah, yeah. she came. And that's out the problem. The it's like so now they got to find like if she won the title again, that would be okay. She's already won it like ten times already. Um, Somebody could be. A, sorry, so now they're gonna do the tag team thing, which champion. is different, which is good. But I, I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to do the tried and true? Her and Oscar are going to split at some point, and then there's your next feud. Probably, so I got a hot take. Probably on by this. Mania. I, I was, I was just going to say, I feel like in Vince's mind, knowing how he views millennials, because there's him on tape talking about his viewpoints on millennials. I think he's, I don't know if he's done this intentionally or not, but I feel like he's turned every belt in the company into a participation trophy. And that's yeah. exactly the problem is you start hotshotting it around and it loses its value. Like, okay, so Sasha's the SmackDown women's champion right now. Granted, she's an outstanding wrestler and all mm-hmm. things being different, she probably should be the women's champion. But after all the title changes they've had and Steve, everything you just mentioned, you know, what does it really mean? Like, right. if she won it, but she could lose it in five minutes. Yeah, I mean, like, her, Bailey, Charlotte, their title reigns have all been pretty... Well, I shouldn't say that. Bailey had that really long title reign, but yeah, the most... You know, Bailey, time. Sasha, and and um, Charlotte have, like, what? Like, between them, like, seven, eight each? Like, but what's the yeah. average length of each one of them? It felt like they lost it on the next pay-per-view half the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I it's think- like... They're really good talent. It's just their stories have been played out. And, like, yeah. now it's, like, hard to get excited because... It's all been done. Yep. And I think the lack of no crowd being there, the women's matches suffer the most out of all of them because they they just don't have the crowd uh, momentum behind the people that are good. It's like, I don't know. Without Becky there, remember when Becky was the man, like that was just very natural and grassroots, uh, Yeah, you know, getting over and getting, you know, mega heat. That that was like kind of like a once in a decade kind of thing for a women's wrestler. Like you not, honestly need a crowd to catapult the next thing. Yeah, that's not right gonna, now. That, that Becky thing's not going to happen with no crowd. Exactly. Right. Like like right now, I feel like the women's division is just kind of in a holding pattern, no matter what. Right now, I mean, I think Asuka is like amazing. I think Sasha's amazing, but they just they, they, there's not enough talent for them to really. Well, they create don't, something with no crowd there. They to don't, create and they don't for. trust anybody that isn't named Charlotte, Bailey, right. Sasha, mm-hmm. Becky. Really, true. I mean, Alexa to a degree, but even she's kind of like not doing unless much the, with. unless they bring up Rhea Ripley. But I mean, the NXT Women's Division is benefiting from her down there, and yeah, that would kind of go fall apart without her. She's kind of like the linchpin. I feel like or Shayna Baszler. I mean, they didn't. They they haven't. They haven't taken advantage of her, and like, there's just that shelf, and that's and that's what the tag not team Vince, title should be. Vince's for. type. She'll never. No, she's never no. going to be. She's never no. going to be nothing up but, there. And that's what the tag team titles could be. You know, like okay, you know, the the usual suspects are going to swap the main title, but then use the tag team title to get over the the next tier of women wrestlers. But no, you got ask Oscar and Charlotte as the champs now. So it's like, where do you go from there? I mean, I'm not saying that that um dana brooke and um who's she with uh mandy rose are like awesome but they're hard working and they're decent like they could immeasurably benefit from those belts but well, they they'll probably like never the, touch them they dana brooke and mandy rose are like exactly what win, vince mcmahon wants yep. in a women's tag team blonde haired beautiful but they still aren't going perfect anywhere. bodies yeah, yeah. Boobs. It, it's just you know something for the show yeah, I just I just roll my eyes. I mean, I think like WWE tried to retell the narrative that they redefined women's wrestling when when like Impact and others were doing it. Long oh yeah, Impact's way better. But it's like uh, even now, it's like they're women. I mean, they got some of the best women wrestlers in the world, but like 
the, the division is not anything they should be bragging about. I mean, in fact, I think AEW is actually starting, you know, like I was thinking of this during Getting the there. Serena Deeb match. Um, like they're actually, they're going to like, they're actually got a foundation now, which they didn't have a year ago. Yeah. I mean, if the more appearances Thunder Rosa comes in with, I mean, okay. Can we just talk a second? Can we do like a little thing uh, right now? Like, are you feeling or not feeling a wrestler? I brought this up as just kind of a casual game. What's this girl's name? And Andrada or what's her name? The scary girl on AEW. Oh my God. Uh, 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 Abaddon. Abaddon. I freaking love it. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like I'm both repulsed by it. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like she is great. Like she is owning that character. And I don't know. I'm like, when she was like spewing out blood, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't watch. Steve pump the brakes for a second. No, I'm excited. uh, First, first, first ask you, what's her name? Abaddon. Okay. Is Abaddon over or not over in your book? Over. Okay. I think that I was obvious from me getting all excited. Like I was that. trying to like kind of like a little, you know. No, I'm I not just I just find it refreshing. I think she's. Show. I think that's freaking. I think that's a cool ass character. For sure. Matt, she have over. You ordered, have you ordered her T-shirt yet? No. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say she's over. I mean, I, I kind of I'm in the same boat as Steve. I've heard mixed reviews. If you listen to different podcasts or you know read the internet quite a bit. But the first time I remember seeing Abaddon in a match, man, I didn't know what to think. I was exactly like you, Steve. I was repulsed, probably more than <laughs> like interested, you know, almost like, and, yeah. and trust me, I, I'm a big fan of horror movies, heavy metal music. Like I've seen some shit, but Abaddon to me is like actually to the point where I, even I'm disturbed by it. Yeah. And, I think that's actually kind of cool though, because how often do you see that in pro wrestling? I mean, I, I, I think when the fiend first came out on the scene, which we'll get to here in a little bit, trust us, we haven't forgotten about that. Rest in um, peace. <laughs> uh, we, um, it, yeah, I think Abaddon's over. Take, unless these are like inaccurate pictures, do a search sometime for what Abaddon really looks like too. It's like trippy. It's not what she looks like on camera. Yeah. Let's hope so. Yeah, Charlie? true. That's a good point. Is Abaddon over or not over in your book? In my book? No. Right. No. <laughs> it's, no, it's a goof. It's, I mean, I understand people have exotic gimmicks, but it's a goofy cartoon monster, unrealistic gimmick. I don't think you have to do stuff like that, but. You know, yeah, like, but I don't think you understand, Charlie. She's gotten in the head of Cheetah. Cheetah's scared of her. Yeah, yeah, that's just that. That right there, her jumping around and looking all scared. It's just yeah. stupid, dude. Well, she's like the Cameron Grimes of uh, NXT <laughs> yeah. and Dexter Loomis. It's like the same story. It's like, oh, my God, I see the ghost. Except yep. in this case, it's like, I'm seeing a zombie, but do it in a Japanese accent. Dude, if you uh, yeah, listen she'll probably, to, she'll probably get over, but there's people who've gotten over. That's not my cup of tea. That's not my cup of tea. But mm-hmm. if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that Cameron Grimes is my guy. So yep, if you want to compare Abaddon to Cameron Grimes, I'm all in. Dude, okay, so Abaddon, I'm with Charlie. It's not for me. This, oh. She is not for me. I do not listen to heavy metal music, and I do not. I don't either. Watch horror movies. <laughs> I don't either. I don't do either of those so therefore, things. I like her. I do not like it. It freaks yeah. me out. It honestly yeah, makes the much. fiend look like um, I don't know, character. like a like a yeah, weekend clown for a kid's birthday party. Yeah, exactly. The way that they leaned into the gore and the horror on this. Well, that's because the think fiend is a weekend clown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's on the main roster. That's a given. But they don't need to like demolish like. Uh, I mean, this girl. Like, what's she gonna do? Get on an airplane? Like, if you want to, like, have your character be, like, recognized out in the wild, like, when you're traveling show to yep. show, when we do get back to some kind of normalcy. The Undertaker used to, like, wear his shed and, like, not break kayfabe and always, like, work the part when he was at the airport and stuff. Can you yep. imagine bumping into Abaddon at the baggage claim carousel? And she just picks up, like, a bloody duffel bag with, like, ten heads a bloody in duffel bag. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she'd be one of the TSA she's crawling. She's crawling on the floor to her bags. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
I mean, I respect her. I mean, I'm glad she's doing something different, but she's not over in my book. She's committed to the gimmick. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So, yeah, we brought up The Fiend, and uh, we first saw our Inferno match between Randy Orton and The Fiend. This, uh, wow. you know, we saw The Fiend, or we saw Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton do their House of Horrors match a long time ago. It was a disaster. It's it probably the terrible. worst thing. One of the worst things that's ever taken place on air in WWE history, which is much less a lot WrestleMania. Lately. Yeah. Right. And um, we thought there might be some, you know, echoes of that. And they did, it was supposed to be cinematic and it was like half cinematic, I would say. And then yeah. half, you know, edited. <laughs> yeah. I thought, Okay, they made this set look good. I mean, they're just trying so hard. It's the main event. I mean, they are just fucking trying to, like, knock our socks off. It was a little, you know, too much trying with the pyro and whatever, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, when when The Fiend brings out a pickaxe, <laughs> tries to literally <laughs> impale somebody, I don't think he – maybe he missed the memo that you just have to light somebody on fire to win a wrestling match. Yeah, a you wrestling match. kill him. Yep. I had no idea what to expect going into this match because, Mike, kind of like you were talking about, we've seen this House of Horrors crap between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt in the past. So I kind of expected it to be a cinematic match, kind of similar to that, because they had called it a Firefly Inferno match, which I had no clue what the hell that meant. I'm Neither thinking did they. Inferno matches from back in the day between like Kane and The Undertaker, where guys actually did get lit on fire and yep. you had other guys on standby with fire extinguishers. So I'm expecting something along those lines. Instead of that, we see Randy Orton come down to the ring in a hoodie and tracksuit, whatever. The Fiend comes out to his usual stuff. They get in the ring. The match starts. I'm looking around thinking, okay, where's the fire? Because how do you have an Inferno match without fire? Well, match goes on a few minutes. They're working, you know, pretty typical Randy Orton, Fiend style. And then all of a sudden, Fiend looks at the camera and lets out this growl. And the whole place goes up in flames. And for a second, I seriously was hoping that they were going to burn down the Thunderdome because that would have totally have made this night just so much better. But it got even crazier than that. So (laughs) these guys are fighting outside the ring. Like Mike was saying, we see the Fiend go after Randy Orton with a pickaxe, which... By the way, I was listening to Brian Alvarez earlier today, and he made the best point, which is Bray Wyatt goes at Randy Orton with a pickaxe, and it gets stuck in the barricade. Meanwhile, Randy Orton's pummeling the fiend while the fiend holds on to the pickaxe trying to get it out. Why didn't he just let go of it and fight back, right? Like, just ridiculous. I was thinking, yeah. okay, well, that's not realistic, but you know, the next 10 minutes hadn't unfolded yet. So I didn't even it, like, if I had known what was coming or a friend of mine had known, they would have been like, Oh dude, just wait. Um, so flames are ablaze. These guys are fighting all around the ring. The fiend actually gets lit on fire. Like <laughs> his whole jacket goes up arms back, even his legs. And I'm thinking, okay, somebody has got to put this guy out. Yeah, his dreadlocks were going to light on fire, I thought. I don't know. I I couldn't tell. There was a lot of fire, though. So so I'm thinking, okay, he's going to stop, drop, and roll, because what else do you do? But instead, he dives into the ring and runs at Randy Orton while on fire, which at this point, I'm thinking, oh, my God, okay, anything can happen now. Um, And basically, he gets RKO'd to hell, and Randy Orton... I guess wins the match. Like you're supposed to win by lighting your opponent on fire, but there's no bell. There's no ref. I have no idea what's happening at this point. And who wants to give away the grand finale of the match? I feel like I've talked too much about this match already. You've heard all the craziness, but it got even crazier than that. We should have known something was up the beginning of the, from the beginning of the match when we should have known something goofy was up with that match is because Randy Orton wore a tracksuit. He kept his jacket on the whole time. It's true. And if you, if yeah. you know, he kept he ne- he always wears trunks. So that was going to tell you they were going to do some fire play. That should have been a giveaway. And oh, if yeah. you notice too, the fiend never took his jacket off. He had all kind yeah. of protective crap inside of there. Probably wasn't so, even him. Yeah. So I mean, it was a dummy that they burnt on the ground or whatever. Yeah. But with the editing or whatever. But it was, it was, it was goofy. I, I mean. Yeah, so Charlie just kind of touched on the ending. So yeah. you know, I mentioned the Fiend gets set on fire. Takes an RKO in the ring. 
And then, so you assume the match is over at that point. Yep. But then Randy Orton goes, okay, I've won, but now I want to go to prison for the rest of my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to kill so, another wrestler. Exactly. Well, he's the legend killer. And in this case, he took it literally. He's so the killer he killer. Takes out a pack of matches, torches the fiend in the middle of the ring who completely burns to a crisp. Now, you guys mentioned before, this was kind of a cinematic match. We see kind of some weird camera cuts. Clearly, this was edited. It was a dummy, um, which kind of took me out of it. Like, obviously, like, how the hell do you burn someone like how they did? But there were a couple moments where you start to see behind the curtain a little bit, which kind of took me out of it a little bit. But ultimately, it was still a crazy ending I did not see coming. That'd be a shitty way to die, actually, be burned alive by Randy Orton. I know. Somebody, I mean, even that would be like, a boring. You know, it's on like, TLC. I'd be, I'd be laying there on fire thinking, God, even my death is going to be boring thanks to Randy God Orton. damn it. Yeah. You know, it's worth being burnt alive is being burnt alive by Randy Orton. Yeah, God, well, that would they... be a kick in the ass. And they never even said, kids, don't try this at home. I don't remember seeing either because, I mean, don't you remember those two kids that watched the Beavis and Butthead episode way back when and they, like, lit each other on fire and, like, two kids got literally smoked? I No. Well, I knew kids were doing stupid shit from that show, but I didn't realize that's what they were doing. That's been I don't know. I don't know. I just think the less – the more busy parents get and stuff, the stupider kids get and – and also and you know everybody with the stay at home i mean everybody's home and everybody's got a gasoline uh <laughs> yes that's to true. get into and fuck around with like you know just to spice things up rather than watching uh i carly on nickelodeon maybe they'll go out to the garage so i mean i thought it was a little uh irresponsible that they didn't reiterate kids please i mean make it fun like if jr was like oh you youngsters at home don't you go trying this at home or something like that. <laughs> I really, I didn't watch Raw tonight, but I really hope Vince McMahon came out and gave the speech. Some of you might think that our product is insulting your intelligence. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 they, they didn't do anything different from what the parts that I've seen of it. They got a the, huge, they got a big six man to end the show. So that's your hot match. Yeah. Uh, and you, uh, watching it, you see it McIntyre and, and I saw that Jackson Riker made his raw up appearance. Oh, he did! I yeah, missed that part. And uh, freaking freaking Mick Foley like tweeted support for him. It was like, really, Mick? Yeah. Wow. God, how many more people that I love disappoint me this year? Yeah. yeah. And Foley's not. I mean, we know his politics no. do not align yeah. with Riker's. But like, why freaking defend that guy? Yeah, exactly. You can just tell that dude's a d bag. He'll do it again if he gets a chance. He'll Big say time. the same thing again. Yeah, no doubt. So, wow, this is so do you guys think they're going to no-sell The Fiend dying? Like he just shows up next week on Raw? Honestly, oh, sure. I mean, I, I, think, would, they, I, I think they maybe. had something to Alexa coming out and saying that he's coming back bigger or badder or something. I don't know. Like Kane? Like <laughs> trying to pull a Kane? Let me find it. It's something like that. While you're looking that up, Charlie, I do know that Bray Wyatt tweeted, thank you, and like a picture of a cocoon. So I think... I think that yep. ending of TLC was a way to put the fiend on the shelf for a while, yep. either to give Bray some time off. Well, Bray got burnt last week in a coffin, so why is he tweeting? How is he alive? He got burnt in a coffin at the end of Raw. Maybe his intern. <laughs> Maybe. So it makes, that's why. That's what nothing guys talk about. It makes no sense where they're going with, because he got Bray got burnt in a coffin last week. Okay, so the fiend's not him. So the fiend's a different character. So he got burnt this week, and. How's this logically work out? Should have kept the kayfabe. Please, please, please explain it to me. Please got explain nothing. it to me. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. Even Abaddon runs a clear yeah, uh, yeah. Twitter account. Exactly. Even Abaddon's not dumb enough to die. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, that makes no yeah. sense. The dude got burnt in a coffin last week, but yet he's tweeting and alive. Well, hmm. Well, it's like Kyrie saying, you know, she got her ass kicked and then like three minutes later on Twitter, like when they wrote her off TV and three minutes later, she's like posting thank yous to everybody for support. And it was like, do you remember that? And like, I just remember listening to Busted Open and they were livid. It's like, she just sold out her whole business. Like, just like that. Well, she left WWE, but uh, 
Yeah, so they like they like destroyed her on TV, like where she had to be carried out, and then like two three minutes later, she tweeted thanking everybody, and it was like, oh wow, you couldn't wait a fucking day or whatever, like you just like freaking sold out your business. She didn't keep the kayfabe. She did not keep the kayfabe. Yep. Well, plus the value of my uh, pirate hat hat. that I bought at uh, NXT Turner Hall for ten bucks, the value, the resale value went down. Oh wow. Damn it, Riker! Yeah, you're right. Riker even met, wrestled and he had a he won a match. Yeah, no, they're pushing him. Him and Elias are team. <laughs> the sweet racist, the sweet racist. <laughs> oh WWE. <laughs> well, if I was uh, Elias, I'd be like, man, don't stick me with this oh. guy, dude. Jesus. Well, where's Elias hey. going? I mean, that guy's talented and he's yeah. not going anywhere. I know, poor guy, getting pretty much pigeonholed with Riker. I would yeah. be like, fuck. I'd I'd walk if I, if that was him, but you know, mm. actually, you know what? Those uh, the Forgotten Sons when we were sitting ringside, bringing up these NXT live shows, we yeah. were ringside yeah. for those shows, and the Forgotten Sons literally smelled like complete dog shit. <laughs> they were the they smelled so bad. It's hard to tell, I man. I mean, that whole place was full of nerds that love wrestling and probably don't oh, yeah. regularly. So, oh, and there was that. a kid. There was a kid yep. a few seats away that threw up at one point. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I sat next to somebody who weighed four hundred pounds. If you're, do you remember that, Matt? I don't think so. I, I, dude, we we end up having a really good time at these shows. Yeah. Oh, they're great. It could have been. I mean, could have happened. Well, since you're skinnier oh, than sorry. me, maybe I made you sit next to her, to be quite honest with you. It's possible. It's very possible. Oh, here's, here's the big angle closing raw tonight. Sheamus. We got a now. Charlie's Corner here? It's yeah. now time for Charlie's Corner. <laughs> the big uh, big angle uh, in that three-way tag with Sheamus. Um, um, what's the big black dude's name? Uh, <laughs> Keith Lee. Sheamus? Oh, Keith, Keith Lee. Lee. He's still active. Yeah. Yeah. He did the, the, the big ending of Raw. They had they had some tension earlier because they ran each other. Sheamus did the broke kick, not the broke kick, whatever kick he does on Keith Lee and laid him out at the end of the end of the show. Wait, so that so that should make you want to tune in next week to see how that plays well, out. Yeah, it's so Keith, that's hot. That's hot. So Keith Lee, Keith Lee moved up from main event to Monday Night yep. Raw. Yeah, he's back in. And, yeah, and he's, he's back uh, in good graces. He's oh, he's going to get the main event of Raw. The Bears better win that Super Bowl soon. I was going to say, Mike, there's still hope. Yeah, yeah did, maybe they made him wear, like, a, a bigger hoodie so he didn't look so fat either, too. Like, wear something a little baggier. Oh, you can tell he had to do one of those Vince McMahon moves because there's the, the Miz and Morrison uh, were on the, on, the, on the apron, so they, they got beat up. And so each guy threw, each guy threw, one guy threw Miz to Keith Lee, held another guy. One guy threw Morris in the other arm. He held him. And he had to do the big power move where he ran him into the ring. You know, the, the classic big man stuff that Vince probably likes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's going to get over. That's good. Oh. People, love, people love that shit. They love to see a big Whoa. guy just use his power. power. <laughs> power. I just don't like that black skin of his. No. That blackness. Yeah, I got a big black fuck here. <laughs> For our listeners, Charlie is is black as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this has been Charlie's corner. Yep. Breaking news: Charlie is black. But yeah, they oh, gotta, boys. I don't know. Anybody well, want to anybody want to comment on the the low all time rub raw last week? I think it speaks for itself. I think everything we said for the last forty five minutes. Going? Are they going to change anything or? No, I don't think. No, I don't think they will change anything. Honestly, yeah. I mean, and I think the proof of the pudding is. I mean, I've been reading the results as we've been sitting here, and you've been watching it. Sort of. Yep. I don't think um, they've changed anything this week. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. I listened to Disco Inferno today, and I listened to that podcast, a couple of their podcasts with him and Conan, and he had a great point to say in that that he thinks those guys are so far out of touch. And they're so far out of touch with the, what's going on currently in booking that they don't know how to make stars anymore. You know, they're oh, yeah. so. I believe uh, it. I agree with that. Yes, and I was like, that's a that's a good point because I never thought they're good at taking stars from other places when guys yeah. have become stars, but not good at making any new or bigger ones or taking those guys that are stars and, and making that's them literally stars. 
it's literally the business that's like their sole job to do is to create superstars. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. They have to keep creating new guys to get you in there to keep you watching. You know? well, the unfortunate part is they take existing stars and turn them into mid-card shit. normalized Yeah, jobs. shit. Like Ricochet again tonight. Just a guy that can headline the Tokyo Dome, you know, we, in New Japan. We rip apart WWE a lot on this podcast, but if you are looking for proof of all this crap that WWE does, just look at Ricochet. Like if you know oh his God. history and other promotions and then you see him in WWE, that's all you need to know. Yeah. How can you ruin a guy like Ricochet? How do you blow? Yeah. yeah how do you blow it with Ricochet? Well, they did that. Yep. And even Alistair Beck, he's on a team. Yeah. Ruined, I mean, that, that was, is the surest fire he guy. Like, a, he he, he should have been a star too. Yeah. Yep. That that just makes me angry because that he, guy was so fucking cool in NXT. Yeah. And they he just have a tie, He should have a title run. He should Absolutely. have had a title run. I mean, a title contention by now because they yeah. can get that thing. I mean, I like Drew. He was good in NXT. He, yeah, you know, he's a talented dude. He's but he he need he 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 brings nothing to the to the show with that belt, in my opinion. He was better as a heel. He's a better heel in the face. He had a nice little run. They should have never yep. put that back belt back on him. He's right. He's he's just lame. I mean, and maybe I'm being too critical of the product because it's boring and it's not it's not creative, but it's. It's just stale, and it's stale, and they're doing nothing new to improve it. You know, a thousand percent agree. And well, boys, like like uh, like like Brian Alvarez and those guys say, Matt, they hope he hopes they just keep going worse and worse, so they do something to improve it and make it better, make it watchable, because they have some of the most talented guys on the roster ever, and, they, and you can't get a good show out of that. That's with interesting angles, you know, that mean anything. I don't know. On a positive note. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie Downer over here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> da, da, da. Well, I'm uh, looking forward to uh, post-Christmas. Um, once uh, the candle business, litmkecandles.com, <laughs> settles down a little bit. I'm going to be watching some wrestling for sure. Yeah. Are there some matches that I should be going back and watching? Some classics settled down with either YouTube or anything I still want, off the Did top you guys ever head? watch that? I don't know if you guys talk about it. Did you guys ever watch that Walter and uh, one guy match? I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Match. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I got to watch. I still haven't watched that yet. I heard that was like possibly the match of the year. Oh, Charlie. Brutal. Charlie, I did go back and watch the Laredo Kid, and uh, had a triple triple mania. Triple that yep. yeah, I I'm with you, dude. Like if AEW can snag him, oh yeah, I think he's they good. will. I believe yep. they will. I think they will. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy's good. If you guys are looking for a good NXT, I I don't know if I'd call it classic, but it's definitely a hidden gem. Go back to NXT Takeover Philadelphia. I think it's. 2017 i think that was a good one i think that was a good one it mm-hmm. was there were, and i remember that alistair black there was a extreme rules match between alistair black and adam cole that was damn really great so if you don't know what i'm talking about go check it out on the network it's definitely worth your time damn adam cole's did you think about that adam cole's been in nxt a long time yeah so, very long time feel we should uh, just do a, a serious moment here and uh, acknowledge the passing of a brief member of the wrestling community, Kevin yep. Green, the wrestling, the mm-hmm. football legend. Like, yep. And I bring oh, him up on are. the podcast because, you know, Steve Mongo McMichael now lives on as like sort of a punchline in wrestling. Kevin Green, like you listen to, like I've listened to podcasts with like um, Eric Bischoff and like Ric Flair and stuff. And like for his limited time and limited training, dude, like really, like he busted ass and actually did not embarrass himself in the wrestling ring. So uh, yeah, he died at fifty eight today. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard why, but um, he had a very brief but but notable wrestling career. Steve, what is he m- most well known for in terms of pro wrestling? Well, he he feuded like he and Mongo teamed up to take on the Horsemen originally, yeah. and then yeah. Mongo turned on him and joined the Horsemen. Yeah. Well, and Reggie came, White, they yeah, had Reggie White, and yeah, he came back. I, I, I want to say players. like three or four times he came back to uh, WCW, 
But the main thing was taking on the horsemen and then Mongo betrayed him. That would be a good one to revisit WCW, get those football players back. The Minister of Defense, Reggie White. Rest in peace as well. Yeah. Another yeah, another one that went way young. But anyway, did that, did that give you did that give you time, Mike? I think so. Well, <laughs> I just wanted to give back uh the Christmas season to the boys. Um we started Keep the Cafe back in March and just kind of started practicing, just talking some wrestling over Zoom calls because when COVID hit, it just, you know, we were group texting and we're like, why don't we just talk in person? And because this whole year was kind of a big mind fuck. And like, for me, this was something to look forward to. And, you know, there's not a ton of people in my circle of friends that love wrestling as much as us. And so this was a cool way to get together with my buddies once a week and keep up with the storylines on all kinds of promotions and do something fun. Hopefully the listeners has, has enjoyed it as well. And um, yeah, I just think it's good for um, mental health just to chat and just talk about some bullshit every week. So I wanted to give back and um, I brought a little special guest to the show. I'm going to turn him around here. I don't know how to screen share. It's, it's, oh it's, it's the feed. <laughs> try to do I can still smell him. He smells like marshmallow. Oh, my God. Hey, this is Greg Hammer Valentine, WWE Hall of Famer. I'm doing a shout-out to Steve and Matt and Charlie. They own the Keep the K-Fade Crew podcast. What a name, K-Fade. You want to know a good K-Fade story from me? I was coming out of the, the ring in this town called Steubenville, Ohio. I call it Steubenville, Ohio. This guy spit in my face, point blank. I hauled off and hit him and broke his jaw. How's that? That's for real. And then Linda McMahon had to pay for it. All right, you guys, good luck on your podcast. Merry Christmas. Ah, that's awesome. All right. That's great. Oh, my God. That's so great. Well, boys. How, how much did he want for it? That doesn't matter. I well, got boys, it, <laughs> Well, actually, I do want to kind of get into this. <laughs> Greg the Hammer Valentine didn't really deliver exactly what uh, old your old, un- your old Uncle Nightsticks wanted to give you, boys, for uh, Christmas this year. Oh, no. But that's okay. I'll read you what I wrote to. So that was Greg the Hammer Valentine. Obviously, yep. we bring him up every episode. We say what's up. He's one of our favorites, but he's not that great at cameos. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. It was it was fine. Let's yeah, just say it was fair. fine. It did make me pop for, for the money for the money that it cost. It was fine. Okay. Will I be a return customer? I don't think so. So here's what I wanted to give you boys for Christmas. And remember, on Cameo, you only have like 250 characters to, yep. um, you know, give as much information to the recipient of the money uh, that you're paying them to say, because that's literally what it is. So I said, um, talented requested to Greg Valentine, video for Keep the Kayfabe Crew, meaning us, whatever. And I said, I tried to get it in as this podcast called keep the kayfabe our name is inspired by you any good stories of you knocking out rowdy fans when they deserved it and then i just said i mean this is what i this is what i booked like half of the characters for sign off steve i want to i want to greg the hammer valentine to say this steve keep it regal matt <laughs> stay matt stay freshly squeezed and charlie we will never ask you to dance on this show. <laughs> wow. He didn't do any of that. He didn't do any of it. <laughs> he did the first part. He told the story of punching a fan. He's, yeah, all, he ca- yeah. all he cared about, what was the payday? What's Stupid the payday, Bill. brother? Stupid What's the exactly. payday, brother? Oh, great. Yeah, you know, a hundred bucks, whatever. That's, act- that's honestly the amount of money that I received from um, – Matt and Steve for their candle orders this year combined. So I reinvested it into the keep the K-Fave family. 
and uh, treated us to a little uh, cameo from uh, one of our boys, Greg the Hammer Valentine. So you didn't call him George, did you? Did I say George? <laughs> That's no. I didn't do it. No, if you did call him George, that'd be why he like didn't do the last I honestly, part of your request. I honestly, I honestly spent like twenty five minutes trying to like get the most oh, concise yeah. information to. I wanted the si- the send off would have been great. I was hoping you would come in with like uh, <laughs> you know a good story, but like the the sign off would have been great. But ah well, whatever. Greg. We'll be we'll be back again for season two of keep the kayfabe like i said this year has been a blast just hanging out with everybody uh talking some wrestling with y'all i hope y'all enjoyed it we're gonna take a little breather for uh christmas probably and um yeah we'll see you all in the new year 2021 remember to follow us on spotify at keep the kayfabe and follow us on instagram as well play on players Woo! Happy holidays, everybody. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Crazy Kwanzaa. Crazy Kwanzaa. Double K. Whatever you, whatever you celebrate, celebrate it with Keep the Cave. Ooh. Yeah, I kind of missed him. I just don't want to kiss him. No, and it's